It was a rough one for the Cleveland Browns uh, Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. And as always, what we always do here, we got John uh, Costco, Pro Football Focus, breaking down the good, the bad, and the ugly. And today is going to be a lot of ugly. We get to the offensive side of the football. Uh, we don't know how we like that game plan. Defense, defensive line. I'm just waiting to see how low they come up on the defensive line. Um, and then we'll get to... Uh, is this is this the coaching staff to lead us where we need to go? We'll talk about defense. We'll talk about the special teams. And we'll talk about where the Cleveland Browns move going forward from here on the next episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, GB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, Mr. Garrett Bush, the ultimate Cleveland sports show, the barbershop, Saturday mornings on 92.3, the fan pregame, postgame coverage for your Browns, for your Buckeyes, of course, for your Cleveland Cavaliers. Make sure you're following at GBush91. Today's episode of Locked on Browns is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, guys, you know the deal. Go ahead, put together a lineup. Two to five players, if your players score below or over their projections, you come out a winner. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. As always, we should all of you make lockdowns your first listen every day, whether it's in traditional podcast form, whether it is on the YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed. You all have the notifications on because if you do, you find out we're going live right now. So we appreciate you all for that. Throw a like to each episode, just some help, to, uh, ways to help with the show's growth. And of course, the Roku app, search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find the Lockdown Browns podcast, the Lockdown Guardians podcast, Lockdown Cavaliers, and of course, G. Bush and the boys. With the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Before we kick it off, my man G. Bush, 41. You ain't getting no younger, but we wish you a big old fat one. Happy birthday, G. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, you know, uh, 41 years old. Uh, you know, I'm looking around, I'm like, man, you always, always guess my age and, and guess how the year has gone by how you're doing uh, one year to the next. So last year, I didn't even know Jeff. Um, you know, we weren't even I wasn't even involved in the podcast. Um, I did know John Costco. So um, it was it was it's been a brilliant um, one year. I got an opportunity to meet a lot of people on the Locked on Browns podcast, new people, new energy. Um, and I'm just I'm just glad and, and happy and exciting to be talking about the Browns with both John and uh, and Jeff, uh, in terms of you know, it's a team is a little bad, but I get a lot of people to talk to. It's a community, um, so I'm really excited to be able to work with such quality people. Um, one year ago, didn't know uh, didn't know John, but it's a it's been a really great ride. It's been a, hopefully we get better um, as we go along. I think we will. And hopefully we get a chance to grow with this team and ultimately get to a place where 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 we wanted to be, which is basically saying, "Hey, the Browns are good, and we're here to here to tell you that they're good. We'll get there one way or the other." But I appreciate you, Jeff. 
and well, that was a great start to yeah, the show. Happy birthday. Yeah, that was a great start to the show. I'm not sure if it's going to go much better from here on out. It's all downhill from here. All downhill from here. <laughs> well, we'll just take it through. And look, because, you know, timing and how we got to cut these segments, we'll save the defense for the second because, you know, I, you know, if John is going to play the George Costanza of airing the grievances, it's going to be a four-hour episode of Locked On Browns. <laughs> um, offensive side of the ball, though. Look, it started strong. You got a nice kick return to start the game. Jerome Ford, the rookie, returning after four weeks. You go down. You get yourself up 7 nothing, And then – the Browns defense and it's embarrassing, John, because you're coming off a bye. You should look better than that. But again, we're going to stick to the offensive side of the ball here. Um, I know everybody's always about the running game. You, the, the running game, nothing you could do yesterday. It, it, it was, you know, once you're that far behind, you really just can't make a strong commitment to the run and allow yourself enough time to come back. Jacoby Brissett, John, you know, no turnovers yesterday, but what you saw yesterday is what holds a player like Jacoby Brissett back. Jacoby Brissett is smart, he's diligent, he's accurate, but he plays at a playing speed that almost kind of seems like you you kind of have the pause button on. And look, it's not his fault. He is what he is, obviously. But when you get in a game yesterday like you did against the Miami Dolphins and the pressure just keeps coming, and this team lost Emmanuel Ogba yesterday and then still just kept it coming and kept it coming and kept it coming, this is what good teams do down the stretch. You add more defensive line play you add pass rushers that would proves to be the difference in late season games playoff games and john i don't know if i've seen this browns offensive line collectively play this poor in my life uh other than uh, posick i don't think any he was the only one that didn't get penalized you had guys that didn't finish the game by the time it was over you had your third string center and that's oh i'm sorry second string center which is what posick is you had your second string right guard second string right tackle second string left tackle it was just a horrible, horrible effort by this group, John. Yeah, you know, when, when your highest-graded pass protector on the offensive line is Jedrick Wills, you've got a problem. Um, and Jedrick Wills is not, like, a terrible pass protector, but he's definitely the the weakest link when it comes to that for the Browns' offensive line. He was at a 53.8 in this game. Uh, he gave up three hits and another hurry and was, was beaten another three times. Um, this was this was as bad as I've ever seen Joel Batonio play. Um, he had a 30.4 in pass detection. He gave up a couple of hits, got a couple of hurries as well. Um, it was it was not good for him. And then Jack Conklin was was bad as well. He gave up two of the sacks. Um, Ethan Pochick was was bad. He gave you know he he was he was rough and uh, a couple of poor snaps and and stuff like that as well. So like it was it was a really bad effort from the Browns offensive line, which coming into this game had been grading as the second best offensive line in the NFL behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and then this one, a collective unit was a 32.5 in terms of pass protection. It's, it was, I, I mean, I can't remember that. Like you said, I can't remember the last time that the Browns offensive line looked this bad um, collectively. It, it was not a, a pretty performance by any means. Well, well, listen, John, I, you know, I just got off the ultimate Cleveland sports show and, and I'm looking around and I have to ask this, uh, is this a case where the team kind of gave up on, on the coach, uh, you come off a of bye week. Um, and, and I'm not saying they gave up on them for the rest of the season, but you come off a of bye week. This is the plan you have together. 
it seems like your team is in, 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 in besides the first, uh, you know, series of the game where obviously Kevin Stefanski is the greatest coach ever in the scripted plays. The Browns are the dominant team if we're scripting the first few plays. After that, it's a different story. But when you see it, um, you know, Jedrick Wills, uh, you know, you, you look at uh, uh, even when you, you get a guy like uh, Nick Chubb who put the ball on the ground, it seemed like it was just a wrap from them. Um, they didn't really try to get him involved and, and give, the, give the Dolphins a little credit. They did a good job of scheming it up. But as, as far as up front, did you see any give up? Did you see any for the film? Do you see guys dogging it? You see guys loafing? Because that that's the first sign of players and coaches kind of losing the locker room is when guys ain't putting that effort out there. Not, not really much. So on the offensive side, um, never was much more on the defensive side. Oh, ah, okay. We talked <laughs> about, we'll, we'll get to that. I didn't see them giving up on the offense. I, I think from a schematic standpoint, they were outmatched there. Um, and then they didn't have much of an answer to, to go, you know, to kind of pivot there. Um, you know, I, you know, part of it is I know that it was really hot on their side of the side, you know, on their sideline. That does kind of make a, you know, play a factor into it. There was, you know, over 100 degrees on their sideline versus like 80 degrees on the Miami Dolphins sideline. Um, but from an offense perspective, I didn't see too much give up. I know that, you know, Wyatt Teller re-injured his calf, so he he left. Um, I did see like a letdown from the team when, you know, after the Chubb fumble, it kind of, it kind of felt like they, I don't know if they like, gave up but they they kind of had a letdown you know like a lot of times when that happens where it's like hey we were driving this is you know you could have been taking a lead right here um your brain you know kind of your brain's downshift and all of a sudden it's like you know a game where we should take the lead they're all of a sudden now have a, have a, a three score lead so uh, i think that that kind of played a factor into it um you know and, and they just didn't they didn't recover off that until until it was basically too late John, one bright spot from yesterday, and it's continued. And, you know, it, it, I'm sure it's not being nationally recognized the way it is. And it's not like he's lighting the you know the world on fire. But the consistency of a player like Donovan Peoples-Jones, here's a guy, you know, three years ago, six-round pick out of Michigan. Everybody felt, here's a great, great athlete. But I think at the point, nobody was sure if he was actually could play wide receiver. Um, you know, the Browns at times, he's been, you know, early in his career, he was forced into playing time, um, then gravitated more into earned playing time. And a guy like this right now, who to this point with uh, with nine games to go, I'm sorry, with eight games to go, has his career best totals. Granted, he hasn't scored a touchdown, which seems just kind of crazy with the amount of you know production he's put up to this point. Um, he's somebody I'm looking forward to when we go the Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson route in a couple of weeks here, because it looks like for all intents and purposes, this is going to be an evaluation for the six weeks that Deshaun Watson is on the field quarterbacking this team and you want to see where Deshaun fits there. I think obviously that Cooper is a legitimate piece here, but it, you know, for a guy like Donovan Peoples Jones is somebody who's kind of stepped up in what's been a really, really muddy mess to this point. Yeah. I mean, he had five catches for, you know, 99 yards looked, it looked really good. Um, unfortunately, you know, there are like a couple of deep balls that, you know, Dolphins made some nice plays on. He's never a guy that you want to be your highest target guy right he had nine targets in the game yesterday it was that led the team by almost double over david bell um and Farrell brown so like from a from a target distribution standpoint you know i'd say that jacoby Brissett like kind of failed in terms of who he should have been targeting like i know that they, every team is going to be keying on amari cooper when you don't have david and joku out there 
Um, but I think you need to make a more concerted effort to get Amari Cooper more than just three targets in a game. He caught all three of his targets. Um, so I think, you know, you could have, you could have done a little bit better to get him with the ball. All three of those, I think went for a first down, but um, you know, I think, yeah, like you said, Donovan Beebles Jones for a six round pick coming into this, you know, what is it? Year three for him now. Like it, you, you couldn't ask more that you, you to, out of a guy like that, because um, you, you, you generally speaking, a six round pick guy, you're, you're hoping that gets some production and you're like, you're thinking, Hey, this is going to be a plus special team set guy. And that he's actually, you know, producing at a, at a pretty good level for them. Before we get to the before we get to the to the sieve, which is the defensive side of the football, I was almost I was so hot yesterday. I was like, like, look, you know what they need to do? Go ahead and give uh, Nick Chubb the next two weeks off. I, I'm just I just want to see him with Deshaun Watson. Like, get, get, give him a nice little two weeks off. Deshaun Watson come out here, and I want to see because we auditioning right now. I, I just want to see what Deshaun Watson is going to do, what it's going to look like. Uh, because right now these next two weeks for me. Uh, you know, I, they're 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 quite meaningless in the scheme of things. Um, we're on to the on to the big party now. We're going to switch it up here. We're going to go uh, to the, get to the defensive side of the ball here. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest locked on Browns as we try to uh, manifest uh, getting knocked out. There's no other term to put it. Uh, getting knocked out yesterday in South Beach. <laughs> Smooth out. Look, folks. It is the holiday season. Um, more people stopping by the house. Uh, you always want to make sure you're stocked. Wine, alcohol. What makes a decent holiday gift? Wine, alcohol. Something special. This day, find what you love at Total with so many great bottles to choose from. It's easy to find a new favorite single barrel bourbon. For the perfect gifts for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide. And with all the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest price. Find what you love, what you find. Only at Total wine, and more. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits are not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. As you can see right now, if you're you're on the uh, YouTube channel, you are watching this live. I told you we had a little special treat for you, right? We're trying out the live version of this, so we might be able to mix in some comments here. We might be getting some comments at the bottom of the screen. We'll be able to take some of your questions. So you want to be in contact with us so you know when we're going live. We're going to try to shoot for 2 o'clock um, to see if this time works. But it's just something new to keep keep the fans engaged, do something more. Browns are 3 and 6, but we're going to try to keep giving you some innovative stuff and some creative stuff to keep you guys in tune and locked on to what the Browns are doing, your team every single day. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit the notifications so you know when we're going live. And you can get in and get some of your comments live on the show as well. So let's get right to this. Defense was horrible. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people don't like calling for jobs. And, and to be truthful, I, you know, some people probably think we do a bad job, right? So, so, and and people Never. say you guys need to be gone. Never. My DMs is full of them, right? But my God, this this defensive front. Uh, you know I'm you know I'm coming right to it, John. You know I want to look at my fellas up front. Can we get them PFF grades loaded and ready for the greatest defensive tackle room in all of, of, of the National Football League to see how they did coming into this game? Because I know, I know they got to at least be above 20%. We got to have some 30s and 40s maybe, right? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, just as you... <laughs> 
can imagine when you get run over like uh crap i, was, I can't i don't want to cuss here so poop <laughs> tin horn as my dad always used to say um when when you can't stop the run and it's basically what it was it, you know Taven Bryan at 31.1 you got uh Tommy Togia with a 29.2 you got uh Roger Roderick Perry who had a 52.4 which i mean I didn't even realize there was a Roderick Perry on the roster. And you're well, he was the one that came up because Perry on Winfrey was put, at, you know. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he, he played significant snaps and, you know, was, was actually better than some of their, uh, their mainstays that have been there. Jordan Elliott was a 53.2. So just bad across the board. Um, when you kind of what ex- you expect when you're talking about the worst run defense in the NFL, um, and then at the linebacker position, Tony Fields was was really poor on just seven run snaps. He was a twenty eight point three there. Ronnie Harrison was was again. He was you know you're talking about safety and you're talking about up the middle of the field. He was a thirty point three. Deion Jones is a thirty point eight. I don't know. If you want me to keep going about these thirties and twenties grades? It's, they're there all day long, and it's really bad. I mean, a lot of that too is this effort, like. Like to be able to stop the run is like you have to care and like to not get demoralized that way. And it literally looked like they stopped caring at some point. Um, there isn't, you know, just go look at the plays and you can see them just kind of like massive, like, you know, Lincoln town car size holes and you can run through those. No problem. Any, I mean, not, you know, I, I have a pulled calf and a pulled cold pulled hamstring but i guarantee i probably could have ran for 60 yards on the browns yesterday how bad it was so um i mean it's it's not just it's not just personnel i think there's scheme that has to go with it and coaching that has to go with that as well because it was it the effort all around was was really bad well this is where we get to this with john because this is where i'm kind of with the with the heavy evaluation period you're going to look at deshaun watson for six games and you're going to say is there anything else we need? What exactly do we need? Because And it's crazy that we're here that we think we're much closer on that side of the ball, and this is what Deshaun Watts should do. He should be able to cover up a couple of imperfect. You talk about the scheme. You talk about coaching. You talk about the players. Well, game stinks. I've got about five players on that defense. I'm sorry, three. I'll keep three cornerbacks. I'll keep Miles. I'll keep the two rookie DNs, and I'll still keep Grant Elpit around. But other I mean, John Johnson, a massive, massive cap hit for next year. But other than that, everybody else is either a free agent or it's time to go, baby. Yeah, I mean, if the guys that you have, like, massive dead cap hits to, like, there's nothing you can do about that, essentially. But, um, I mean, you, you, you've you got to bring in a different mindset when it comes to this defense. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's bad. It's obviously really bad. Like, last year they were a top five unit. Um, but, you know, you're, you're talking about losing – probably some veteran leadership in that locker room, like not just on the defensive side, but the offensive side, which kind of, you know, maybe keeps things together. Um, but like, what do you, who'd you lose? Who'd you, you recently lost Sheldon Richardson, which is a, a veteran piece that you had. Tack McKinley was there last year, which, you know, maybe on the field, he's not, he's not the greatest, but you know, maybe Malik that's a veteran Malik piece. Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson. Exactly. You've again, you also had Troy Hill that was on the team as well. Um, and then, like when the problem is too, when you pay players, it's like before they get paid, 
they're in that mindset of like, I need to get to the, I need to get to the second contract so I can get paid and I'm going to bust my butt every single play, every single practice, every single day to get, to earn that second contract. They get that second contract and it's kind of like, okay, I made it. And so you kind of take a little bit of breather. Some guys are not like that. There are some that will, will continue to absolutely dominate, but to me, what it looks like is that a lot of these guys got their second contracts and, you know, said, okay, I've, I've made it. I, I got my money. Oh, I need to take this. I need to, you know, I have a, I have a hurt, you know, foot. I'm going to take this week off because, you know, I don't, I've already been paid. I don't need to prove myself anymore. So it's like, you know, look at Bill Belichick, right? Like Bill Belichick doesn't like to pay guys. And there's a reason because as soon as you pay them, where does their hunger go? Do they, are they still hungry to go after it every single day? to try to earn that dollar. Like he, he ships off Chandler Jones, who's a great player, but it's like, Hey, I have no problem trading away. You know, one of the best defensive ends in, a, in football, because guess what? I can replace him with a guy who's going to be just as hungry, you know, hungry as him and maybe 90% as effective. And that's good. You, well, you know, and then it comes this the evaluation part. Bill Belichick is good enough to ship him off and then get go into the draft and be a good enough evaluator to get his replacement that he knows a can perform on the field and mentally understand what he's going to do as far as his motor. I don't have faith in the Browns at this point that they can do that. I just, yeah. I just don't. So far we have not seen Andrew Barry be able to draft defensive tackle. Well, um, even, even linebacker as well. Um, you know, you talk about the, the linebackers he's brought in, uh, Jacob Phillips, Tony Fields, um, JOK. even JOK. JOK, is there, if there's anybody else I'm, I'm missing, but JOK has been has been hurt. But uh, when he's on the field and when everything around him is good, he's a good player, but he's not a guy that you're going to say, hey, I need you to go out there and, and stick your nose into plays and, and, and be a, a dominant force at that linebacker position. That's not who he is. He's more of an athlete out there that's going to be making plays in space. Um, and he needs other guys around him to be performing well. He's not a guy that can, I'd say, by, lead by example and, and you know raise the floor of this defense. Um, like, a, you know, like an Aaron Donald can or like a Jalen Ramsey can. Like that, those are the type of guys that can do that. So, like, I, I'd say that defensive tackle, linebacker, are the two positions he can't draft. And so far, what we've seen from him, he can't draft safeties as well. So, you know, those are some significant pieces when it comes to uh, defense. Um, I like his ability as a court, you know, cornerback evaluator so far. I think Martin Emerson has a lot of talent there. Um, and also, I think the, you know, Greg Newsom, he was a, he was a, re he's a really good player when, if he, you know, stays healthy and stuff. So I think, um, it's been hit and miss, especially on that defense. And, and part of it is like, hey, how much of it is Andrew Barry and how much is it that, hey, Joe Woods, this is the defensive personnel that I want for my defense. And now that I've got it and it's we're in year three with what Joe Woods wants. So it's like there's there is a give and take when it comes to, hey, how much of it is the as a defensive coordinator having sway and in, in the guys that he wants for his system versus, you know, what what the you know, the, as, a, as a GM, you're supposed to draft the guys that your coaches essentially want to fit into their system. And so there's, there's, a, there's, there's, you know, on, on both, there's, there's a, you know, fault to have there, I'd say. No, no question at all. And it's tough. And here's the thing is, you know, scouting departments, those things you redo after a draft. So th this is something where it's going to have to turn around quickly this year. And there's not going to be a lot of new people 
here essentially to do it. So it's going to take some, you know, some serious, serious work here because they cannot miss on any players they're bringing into these positional groups in 2023. They need a lot of help with them. Monday night football, Washington, you got Philly, you know, put a little action on Jalen Hurts, you know, maybe on Sanders, AJ Brown. You can pick a lineup, two to five. Five players with picks. You can win a chance at winning 10 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It includes the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, collegiate football, of course, men's and women's collegiate basketball. Heck, you can even put a lineup together for disc golf. Yes, I'm serious. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is just that easy. Safe, safe and fast withdrawals. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com right now and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, they will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on, all caps, no space, at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to Locked on Browns podcast. Uh, we have uh, John Costco, pro football focus in the building, who always joins us after each and every Browns games, breaking down the grades. Um, and, and we do that every, each and every Browns game as well. Make sure you guys follow me at G Bush, uh, at G Bush 91 uh, at uh, on Twitter, as well as uh, let me see if I could do this without uh, putting your name up there. What is it? I'm going to put it up there just so I can see it. <laughs> nope, that ain't it. There it is. Jeff uh, underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on uh, Twitter as well, man. Uh, make sure you check that out and make sure you continue to make uh, the the Browns podcast, a Locked On Browns podcast, your first listen of each and every uh, day. You guys have been supporting us great on the podcast side as well as the YouTube side. Um, guys, what I want to ask you moving forward is, you know, this is a game where I, I think we, we would all agree that uh, the playoffs are – that, that has been dashed. That's out, that's out of here. When you lost so many games on the AFC side, especially to teams that are ahead of you for a wild card, you look at yourself getting to the bottom in the AFC North almost. Um, the only the guys you're battling with, was Pitt, with, with, which is Pittsburgh. Where does this team go from here? Um, what does the rest of the season look like? Um, and, and what is the transition process um, that you guys want to see? A lot of people have been calling for Joe Woods. Um, would you make the move to, to to you know part ways with Joe Woods? What are what are the way you're divvying up carries? Do you want to see more of Jerome Ford? Do you want to see more of the young guys auditioning? And if the guys aren't playing hard on defense, do you want to see more of the young guys going to bring in somebody in free agents, practice squad players? Where do you want to see moving forward uh, for the Cleveland Browns? Uh, John, what would you do moving forward to get the best out of this team and to set yourself up for next year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you just start playing younger guys like I don't I don't know if there's any benefit to doing that because you don't have a first round pick next year that you potentially could have to draft mm, high or whatever right that's like huge you, you've you've already shipped that off to Houston who you know as of right now I think has it's, it's like the number five pick overall it's gar- um, almost guaranteed to be top five yes yeah so I think I mean I think in the last six games of the season, Deshaun, you know, for one, you think about this, the Browns have been blown out in two of their, their seven losses and the other five have, you know, have, I think they're, they're five, they're what they're three and five, right. Or three and seven. Three and so three and six. So in two of the losses, they've been blown out and the others, they've been all like single digits, like, like 
under three points, three point losses. And you probably assume that if Deshaun Watson is playing in those games, they win those. So that the, those one score games. So, you know, I think, um, you know, from a Browns perspective, it's like, you've got to do something differently on defense to like change up why you're just getting run over, like, you know, just a sieve. Right. So, so I think, I think from a Browns perspective in that, like, Hey, start, maybe start bringing in like some, some other defensive tackles off the streets to see if they can do something different. Like Roger Perry came in and played better than Taven Bryan and um, Tommy Togiai. So like a guy off the streets was able to to do that uh, the job better than you know the guys that they've been starting. So maybe find some more of those. Maybe you know bring in some guys that are hungry to play and have some sort of fire under them uh, and to be able to stop this run because you know you you have you're the lowest graded defensive tackle room in the NFL and it's by a long it, shot. So like I was gotta say I gotta say it's gotta be like it's gotta be like I would say double digit points wouldn't shock me. Uh, it's not quite that. So they're the lowest at a 31.5. The second worst are the Bears at a 37.2. So they are six, almost six points lower in grade than the the, the 31st team, which is pretty pretty bad, obviously. So, wow. And and you know they don't get it. They don't generate a pass rush, and then they get run over as a. So like the, the Andrew Barry, you know, created that defensive tackle room to be able to to be able to penetrate and get pressure on the quarterback. They're not even doing that. So, like, they're getting not. You know, you could you could swallow the, the tough pill if they were getting you know run over in the run game. If these guys were just also get, but also getting after the passer, maybe getting some pressure on them. They're not doing that at all. So, not only are the lowest graded run defense team uh, defensive tackles, they're also the lowest graded pass rushers at the defensive tackle. So it's it's a double fold there where they just don't they don't have any production at all from that defensive tackle group and. I think I think you need to start making some moves there of guys off the streets. I don't really care because it doesn't matter who you put out there right now. What they have is worse than literally anything that you can put out there. And it starts up front. I mean, everybody knows it's the old adage in football. And, and it's really hard, you know, for a second level player, or a third level player to come clean up the mess or have to deal with all this traffic. I mean, when you get you know, 650 pounds of a guard driving your defensive tackle in your direction – You've got to avoid that. Then you got to go find the running back. Hopefully nobody's there to block you. Make the time. I mean, it's it just looks like a, a massive, like, car crash dummies out there because even the players who aren't blocked have to navigate so much to get themselves there. It's really, really rough. So, I mean, that, that's that been an issue. Uh, and, look, it's, it's not getting better. I think we all psyched ourselves up from what we saw, you know, against the Bengals. Obviously, maybe that's just a team the Browns just seem to match up well with because it doesn't seem to be the case with most other teams. We got to a lot here today. Always appreciate John for his time. Um, you know, we wish these were in better circumstances. And gee, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier about your birthday, I got to tell you, some of these shows were really fun in 2020. Right, John? We had some good times back then. We had some good times back in 2020. Yeah. Talking about some good teams. <laughs> we did. I swear, yeah, gee, they were out there. The really was. I swear it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the really guy was. in the comments sending in the lyrics from Send In The Clowns. Uh, oh, my God. Thank, dude, you got me bowling over here. Absolutely love that. Uh, so, again, uh, make sure you're following at John Costco 3. Uh, myself, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Mr. Garrett Bush, the birthday boy, at G Bush 91. Make sure you're checking out the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show Saturday mornings on 92.3 The Fan, The Barbershop. Um, <clears throat> of course, Garrett available pregame, postgame for Browns, for the Cavaliers, 
for your Cleveland Guardians. And of course, you know, as Ohio State continues to make it through uh, their season here, headed to a possible college football playoff, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you're subscribed and following on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, notifications on. You would have gotten the alert about the live show here today. We're going to continue to try to experiment with this for a little bit here. Plus this two o'clock window kind of gives Garrett and I a situation where we can have as much information as hand as that you guys would want. So make sure you check in for that. Uh, you'll throw a like to every episode just helps with the promotion of the show, of course. And if you got Roku, go ahead, search lockdown Cleveland sports. You'll find the lockdown Browns podcast Cavaliers as well. And of course, G Bush and the crew over at the ultimate Cleveland sports show. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.